All right, so talk about a few things. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about this. I don't, the election isn't really the issue to me. It's been the reactions to the election. Yeah, the world is ending. Yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> in, I mean, Kate, you're in, you're in ground zero of it in Ohio. I know. It's crazy. How has it been there? Like, what's it been like well, in Ohio? I have kind of a skewed perception because I'm at the university. So a lot of my people I'm around. It's like a liberal bubble. Yeah, it is. It's like a liberal bubble. It, it, that's a funny way of saying it. Uh, that makes that's perfect. Like yeah. today, I, I pulled in to the parking lot, and you know, the faculty parking lot. It was like Obama sticker, Obama sticker, Obama sticker. So the people I'm around the most are really pleased with the results, and so I haven't really felt a lot of that tension, other than what I've read. But I will say that I felt a lot of like the energy of the election, like prior to, like all the ads and. Um, like Obama was here in Mansfield, which Mansfield's a small place, and uh, Romney was here, and you know a lot of excitement surrounding the election in Ohio. I definitely felt that, but as far as after the election, I I probably <coughs> don't feel a lot differently being in Ohio than you guys do. Uh, you know what I feel is from you know what I see on the news and, and on Facebook and stuff like that. It has been weird. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I understand to some extent how upsetting it can be when the person that you feel should should lead the country you live in isn't, yeah. you know, the person that you want. And, and I understand that. Or when 51 percent, when 51 percent of the nation determines which way we're going to go. And because it's so polarizing, because everything is on the opposite end of the spectrum, left or right. Then yeah. you know fifth, that one percent is going to determine which way we're going to go for the next four or possibly even eight years. Well, and you yeah. remember, you remember, I mean, when George Bush won in two thousand, I guess in two thousand four. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I voted for Obama this time, but I remember when George Bush won in two thousand four. Everyone saying the world was going to end too, and I mean, yeah. I'm getting kind of tired of it. Like last six elections have all been the most important of my lifetime, apparently. Yeah, yeah, this is the this is the election to change all elections. Yeah. It's like it's like a Marvel comic book event. Yeah, it's like every summer it's something new that's going to change the face of everything forever. It's well, funny. And, there's this misconception that there's like almost this illusion that the person in power is that different from the person running against them. You know, and I know yeah. that they're very different, but I think that there's a lot of sort of ignorance to the fact that things are sort of in a lot of ways running the way that they will and and perhaps like the election of the president isn't quite as influential as we might think i i don't know if that makes sense yeah but. just no, like the exactly president's right. influence over the economy or his influence over I mean, our, our system is so massive and the population so massive that it's this giant juggernaut that just cannot be stopped and will not stop well, it's like I, it's like I wrote in that post, you know, like your local elections are where you can really make a difference, but half the people don't even know who's running for stuff. Yeah, right, right. Because there's okay. no there's no moxie to it. You know, there's no swag. There's no nationally televised debates about yeah. about. But that. you just used swag, but I didn't mind it because you used it tastefully. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Not like a certain Thanksgiving video that we were forced to watch. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't force you guys to do anything. You can shut up. We'll talk about that later. It was kind of I don't know oddly kind of like Friday I kind of kind of want to watch it again for some reason. What? 
Yeah. Well, here, here's one thing that I, I got in an argument over with some over Facebook. Seth, I think I might have shown this to you, Kate, if I haven't, I'll have, to, I'll have to dig this out of Facebook. And I feel bad. Like, I actually asked her if I could write a blog about it, and she seemed hesitant, so I didn't. I was going to scratch out her name, but I have a friend of mine who's a, a band parent, actually. Very smart woman. Very, gr- I mean, great parent. She sent me two wonderful kids. This is not a weirdo, okay? She is convinced, convinced that Obama is a Muslim. And like she's very Republican, very anti-Obama. And she posted one time on a status update. She said, you know, interesting fact. The president's dog, Bo, does not fly with them on the same plane. At taxpayer expense, he flies on a separate plane. In the Muslim religion, you're not allowed to have animals on the same, you know, vehicle as you because they're considered unclean. Do the math. I'm a good. Assalamu alaikum. And here's the thing. I said, okay. And I understand what people are saying. Like, it's not, yes, there probably is some xenophobia and, and religious bigotry of, oh, well, they're Muslim. But if, if someone had been lying about their religion, I mean, Obama's a president. That's the one thing I love is that out of all the candidates, and both president and vice president, Obama was the only Protestant Christian. And yet all the, like, you know, Billy Graham's thing is like, well, Mormonism's okay now, I guess. Yes. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. running against the black guys, so we're okay with it now. But anyway, <laughs> I sat there and I said, okay, Michelle, you're better than this. And I linked the Snoops.com article that basically disproved it. What happened was there was one incident where the first family was had to fly back on a plane that was not Air Force One, and there wasn't enough room for all of their staff and their dog. So the family and a few Secret Service agents flew on one plane, and the staff and Bo flew on another. Happened one time in 2010. And I also said, and just in case, here's a picture of Bo on Air Force One. And I put a picture of Obama petting Bo on Air Force One. And she came back and she said, sorry, not buying it. It was a staged photo op, probably, just so people would uh, think that he's not. Oh, oh, wait, it gets the, the it gets so much worse. Because that was probably just a staged photo op. On your page? Is it on your Facebook no, page? It, no, because she posted on her wall and I was responding to it. And oh, it's, it. She, said, uh, she said, this is, you know, it's said uh it was probably just a staged photo op of course you do this she goes you wouldn't you never see the dog getting on or off air force one and i said really now at this point i was i was in full attack mode like when i can destroy someone's argument i know this is inconsequential and i know i'm not going to change her mind but darn it i had to do this so i said (laughs) well what about this and i said here's Bo, and i found a picture going on get it off coming back on get it (laughs) off and I, i posted all these pictures i didn't even think i posted a video you can find a video of Bo. Like, he's a really well-trained <laughs> dog. Getting back on, she goes, Damn. those were all staged. <laughs> goes, no. And, and, and here's the thing. That oh, yeah, really... Dale's dog's name. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, and... I see a video of him right now. It must be fake. It's got to be yeah. fake. Well, and here's the thing she said to me that really got <laughs> me. She says, I'm sorry, but there's too much evidence that Obama is a Muslim, and nothing that you bring up or, or dig out and use as evidence will prove will, will convince me otherwise. Ugh. He's the most public. Said, he's the most publicly scrutinized person in the world. Well, wait. You, you think that that if this that if he were a blatant Muslim, it would have it would have been corroborated and come out. Well, and here's here's the thing. I told her. I said, look. I said. I said. Let's go with one other thing. I said, here is, she said, you never hear about anybody talking about his dog on the plane. I said, actually, yeah, you do. And I linked articles where it talked, like, from the, you know, the White White House has a press corps that travels around with them. Yeah. And I said, here's an article where it talks about the press corps, you know, how they were all laughing because Bo was, you know, running up and down the press corps aisle trying to get everyone to pet him. Bo is eating human food. 
And, and, and he was doing this, and I'm like, you know, that's happening with the press corps there. And I said, I said, Michelle, I understand if you want to hold on to the Obama Muslim conspiracy. I said, as someone who likes conspiracy theories and all, I, I can tell you there's easier ways to do that. Like, for instance, Obama's uh, grew up in a home with, I think it was either his father or stepfather, who was Muslim. That's where a lot of it comes from. One yeah. of his, someone in his past was Muslim, and for a while he would occasionally go there to like play basketball or something. Like you know, he but he he grew up pretty much at the church the whole time. In fact, it's funny. Some people say he went to a church with Jeremiah Wright, but he's Muslim. Or there's, I don't know if you saw that video where that woman was saying that Obama's an atheist and a Muslim. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyway, but you know, but I said, I said, there's a lot of, even though I could disprove these also, there's a lot easier ways to hold on to the theory that that Obama's a Muslim. But will you at least admit that you're wrong about the dog thing? And yeah, I said, I've even got links to newspapers talking about Bo being on Air Force One. And she says, no, I won't admit it. I said, but you called it a fact. Can you at least call it your opinion? And her response was no, because it's there's my opinions. And that's what I've, that's what I'm, I'm basing my facts on. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Wow. Yeah. So backwards. yeah. And so I finally, and I said, okay. And, and, and the finally she said, and you don't think the liberal media covers up for Obama and would help him. And I'm like, so you think this is a massive conspiracy with all the media outlets and all? And she's like, yeah. I said, okay. And I looked up the White House press corps. I said, the White House press corps, in addition to the liberal media, has always, whenever it travels on Air Force One, has two people from Fox News, two people from the Christian Broadcasting Network, and one person from World Net Daily, which is a conservative news site. That means... That's where that, I go for all my news is Pat Robertson, I said, his, his, means, his blabbing corpse. If, that means that if you still want to hold on to the Obama's dog flies under their plane and the media is covering up for him being a Muslim. That means that Fox News and the Christian Broadcasting Network and World Net Daily are all in on it. Complicit, yeah. I said, now will you please admit you're wrong? She said, no. Because we don't know. They could make up their own stories or whatever. We don't know. She goes, and I don't get all my information from Fox News, which that's a load of bull. But like, <laughs> and she's like, and she's like, you know, I know they're Fox News isn't perfect either. I said, I'm not talking about not perfect. Uh, you're you're saying Fox News is, and, and that's the funny thing. Now, whenever she posts something from Fox News, though, I'll come on her wall and be like, um, you remember they're helping Obama cover up for the fact he's a Muslim. <laughs> but you can't really use them as a source anymore. Yeah. So that just, but yeah, I mean, she was that dedicated to it. Wow. And, and it was so bad. Her her sister in law actually messaged me and said, "I just wanted to say thank you. I, I I've never met you, but that was awesome." Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Here's the thing. This is a very smart woman, and she's a great parent. But holy crap! Yeah, it's amazing to me that the people like that don't even realize the hypocrisy of holding that viewpoint." If they're so worried that Obama is a Muslim and that he's he's gonna he he's gonna be Muslim and then Muslim religions gonna 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 take over America, well, they were just willing to vote for Mitt Romney, a Mormon, who <laughs> yeah. you know, was gonna it was gonna be the same exact thing. The Mormon religion was going to take over America, but that's uh -huh. okay. He's the lesser of two evils. We'll just go <laughs> ahead and vote for that guy. Well, it's like with Billy Graham. They took down that thing about Mormonism being a cult. 
<laughs> we're like, yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. That's right. He's not, the white guy. So. It'll it'll be a cult again in December, Nick. Don't worry. It'll <laughs> it'll, it'll all come back. Now. I just it's so funny because I remember the religious right people like Pat Robertson. I was telling you about. There's some book. There's a bunch of books that Pat Robertson wrote back in the early 90s about how George Herbert Walker Bush was going to usher in the apocalypse and yeah. <laughs> it was part well, of the New World oh, he Order. Pre- he also predicted the apocalypse back in the 80s, too. Yeah. He's predicted it a few times and been wrong. <laughs> so, he oh, Pat. On trucking. Oh, Pat. This is the year, two, 2012. Yeah, the Mayans. Go. They got yeah. their shot. They got their shot this we year. We only have a month left, huh? Right. It's December something, right? December... Yeah. 13th or an end of the world party. That's right. We need to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got to get a lot. We got to get a lot. <laughs> world podcast. <laughs> we, should, we should podcast the end of the world. Well, sure. just uh, sitting here before rehearsal, uh, waiting for some kind of sign. You know, I'll probably be off because that'll be close to Christmas. So I could yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be sipping eggnog. I should, I should take off time off anyway. <laughs> we'll be sipping eggnog on the roof, just waiting for a giant explosion in the distance. <laughs> so, Kate, like at Ohio State, like, I mean, what's the general feeling about the? I mean, because it's I've never seen it so polarized. I mean, I know it's probably going to be mostly liberal because it's younger, but do, do you ever see that sort of like? I know, it, like, I think it was Mississippi State or Ole Miss. Like Obama got burned in effigy at one of those places. Like, it was bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was in the South. I mean, do you see anything like that at all? I've never seen anything like that. I will say that a lot of our student population, or I'd say, like, there's a good majority of our student population that is probably not happy with the election results. Hmm. But it's, uh-huh. it, I, I'd say it probably reflects the country, you know, kind of half and half. But the faculty are pleased I think ultimately, and I, I'm I'm sort of talking more about my campus, which is a smaller satellite campus. Yeah, it's a satellite campus. So, um, but when I was living in Columbus and going to school there, you know, I never felt. I always felt it, it seemed like a very liberal kind of environment to me. Yeah, and and a lot of that though might, may have been because of who I associate myself with and who who I'm around. An art but, department uh, liberal? No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> There you go. You know, it, it's so. It, I don't really have a. The, the art department gives back all of their funding. Yeah. <laughs> to the yeah. government. Yeah, and, and just to note, Obama has been really uh, good about funding the arts, and not only like good about being aware of you know funding the arts, but also he's been very aware of the arts in smaller communities. So like, there's an there's a national endowment for the arts grant that usually. Tommy. Call me. <laughs> Usually goes to like a lot of bigger cities and stuff like that, like organizations. And under Obama's presidency, he specified that some of that money had to go to organizations in smaller places like Mansfield. So this year in Mansfield, our art center, we we got a national endowment for the arts grant, which is huge. And all we had to do is just apply for it. So, you know, I, I feel really good about that. Yeah, if yeah. all the fun, if all the art funding or funding for the arts went away, I probably wouldn't have the adjunct faculty job that I have. I teach a rock music and culture class at <laughs> one of the community colleges uh, here in the in the valley. So yeah, my my job would uh, most likely be in jeopardy. Oh yeah, most of ours in, if, if they went through. I will well, say, is- I think the 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 secession talk 
has really picked up even hold more on, so. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's one of the things I wanted to get. The only reason that's a big deal is because the White House did that petition.org site, and so now people who, who feel that way have a voice. Yeah. Like, actually, there's a petition I want to sign. First time I want to sign one that says that our country should change to a law enforcement system where judges ride around on motorcycles with shotguns. Oh, nice. And it's got about 2,000 signatures. I mean, you can start a petition for anything. And, it'd be, it'd be and like once Sons it gets of Anarchy and, and Judge Dredd. Yeah, and, and once it gets to 25,000, the White House has to address it. That's the only reason it's getting more press. It's always happened every election. You have people say this. When George Bush got reelected, people were saying, I'll leave the country. We should. I mean, the same thing, but now there's an online voice where people can come together yeah. and actually pull that I would love so. to be the person in the White House who got to read those petitions just to see oh, yeah. how awesome the outrage oh, you can You can go read them now. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, the White House. It, it look at just White House petition. It's the, we the people. It's, it's like, and you can go and see all the petitions and stuff. Uh, I just love to be the person who responded to them. Oh like, yeah, dear <laughs> dear citizens, we thank you for your for your concern over uh, the president's dog Bo riding in Air Force One. Well, it has to get twenty five thousand. I'll tell you what one was interesting. And, and again, I've talked about this. I, I think aliens are real, but I don't think they visited us because. Any any species that can, you know, develop travel, you know, traveling at greater than speed of light, isn't going to forget how to drive once they get in the atmosphere and crash. But they, uh, <laughs> there was a petition that got up to like sixty thousand or something. I mean, it was growing until this is, you know, finally White House answered it. It said, "When will the government disclose that they know about aliens?" And you know, a guy had to come on and give a reasoned response, saying, "We do not. If we ever did, we would tell you." Blah. blah. You know, of course, people were like, "No, you wouldn't." You know, but I don't know what else they were supposed to say. All right. So this is the thing I want to dovetail. And, Kate, I don't know if you know about this. Uh, I just told Seth about it recently. But uh, this Friday is Papa John's Appreciation Day. Oh, yeah. And uh, the, the thing I Talk have a problem with a poop with story. Is, yeah. Well, first of all, my, my wife, whenever she has diarrhea, and this is well long before this all happened, she would say, I've got a case of the Papa John's. Because, I mean, <laughs> Papa John's just makes you poop. Uh, and there, and here's the other thing is is they're already being sued for $250 million, uh, because of – unsolicited text messages like people would order pizza from them and then they would get the customer's phone numbers and send out text messages sometimes like 15 in a day at three in the morning (laughs) and so they're under a class action lawsuit which it looks like they're going to lose for 250 million but what makes me mad is the guy who runs you know the papas in the house that john blue whatever schnatter yeah yeah (laughs) yeah You know what about yeah. He uh I like your he is Nader. He's a huge Romney supporter, like a huge Republican, and he lives in a castle out in Kentucky. Like if you see his house, it's huge. Basically, he lives in it's the a castle? castle. It's it's like it's it's like basically a castle. I mean it's it's, oh, it's not the castle. No, no, not no, the no, castle no, no, that burned no, down. Not the castle, no. <laughs> um he is he is but he lives in this giant house and he hosted like a huge fundraiser and donated millions upon millions to Romney's campaign and everything. And then he he started being an asshole. Uh, the first thing he did is at Papa John's uh, conference call for their uh, quarterly stock report. He said, well, you know, if Obamacare passes, we're going to have to pass that cost along to customers. And it could be anywhere from 14 to 20 cents per pizza. Gasp and swoon. And, and here's what was funny is, is the general response from people is like, so I pay an extra quarter or less for your pizza and your employees get health care? Sounds good. Bring it on. Yeah. And then Forbes, Forbes, not like some conservative, you know, conservative or liberal, but Forbes did a, a study and found out the actual cost was more like four cents per pizza. Oh. 
So that didn't work. So next he changed, said, okay, due to Obamacare and, and Obama getting reelected, we are now going to start cutting employee hours and laying people off. God. And he's doing it just to make a political statement. And it's funny because there's a local pizzeria that's nearby that said, great, awesome. We've been giving our employees health care for years. And, nice. you know, that'll do yeah. And here's the thing. He, he could have made up the cost with like 20 cents. And look, I'm okay paying that if it means people can finally get health care. It's ridiculous that people in this country – and I don't like Obamacare. It gives money to the health insurance companies, which are the ones who cause a lot of these issues anyway. Uh, like as Seth has constantly said, the single-payer system, which didn't pass, would have been the perfect thing. But the, there are a bunch of conservative you know, people It's like, oh, it's something with Obama, it's bad, have banded together to do a Papa John support day because everyone's boycotting Papa John's now. And they're going to go buy Papa John's pizza. And it's like, why do you want to support a place that treats its employees like Yeah, they're trying to blame it on Obamacare in this twisted fashion that, look, see, this is what Obamacare is doing. It's you've got climate raising, change. Yeah. You've got it's climate raising the cost changes. of your pizzas, and we yeah. can't have that. You've got climate change affecting food prices. You've got the fact that, oh, that Papa John's pays its employees some of the worst wages. Like everyone's at minimum wage. Not everyone, but a lot of people are at minimum wage. And and then like okay for instance Little Caesars it's run by by two Republicans and it gives full benefits and a four hundred one k and it's pizza's better <laughs> so you know but Papa John's it's like he's using his employee it's like that guy who runs a coal company is the day after Obama got elected he fired over a hundred employees he's like see yeah and, and, yeah this yeah, this like, was the problem that we knew was going to happen that anything any provision that Obamacare was going to make was going to just immediately be passed on to the consumers. It, it was going to happen. And there was no, until there's a way to prevent that, in both the mindset of putting human suffering ahead of com- company or corporate greed, you know, the, the almighty bottom dollar, you know, get, until there's a way that we defeat that mindset of putting greed before basic human needs and and even rights, then... This is what's going to happen. There's yeah. there's no way to prevent the cost being c- passed down to consumers. Well, here's here's what makes me mad is I think that's like people don't understand. They're like, yeah, but Obama's forcing these people. It's like, yeah, but he shouldn't have had to. Like that should go into your reason. And you know what? I'll admit, maybe I'm not I haven't been good enough about you know looking into how every place treats its employees. But that should be something that goes into it. Like little little Caesars now that we don't have one around here. And I'm kind of like I'd like to. I didn't know that they gave their employees benefits. I'd like to support that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'd rather go to a place and like Denny's. There's a bunch. There's a guy who owns a bunch of Denny's down in Florida, and he's laying off people and he's putting you know five percent Obamacare charge on all things. Like he's just making a political statement. He's not actually, and he's like, you know, we can't we can't survive it. It's like yes, you can. And like a lot of fine like financial places, not liberal think tanks, financial places, are saying these reactions are overblown and completely out of out of proportion. And, like, for instance, if you've been watching football at all this year, Papa John's has those asinine commercials with Peyton Manning. He's oh, like, God, I'm giving yeah. away 2 million free pizzas. And someone did the cost on that. Those 2 million free pizzas cost, like, two or three times more than Obamacare was going to cost his business. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. You know you know what his bottom line profits were after, like, all expenses for this last year? $30 million. Hmm. That's after paying everybody. Wow. But, yeah, he's like, but I can't afford this small price for my employees to actually have health care. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing to me that it used to be that the American dream was you would work eight hours a day, 
you would be home eight hours a day, work at work, play eight hours a day, and then sleep eight hours a day. And that added up to a 40-hour work week. I don't understand why it's such a big issue that if you work 40 hours a week, whatever job you're doing, if it's janitorial service, if it's being a manager of Starbucks, whatever it is, if you're, if you're working and contributing to society, you should have health care. You should have benefits. You should, and, and you should not have to go broke yeah. if you have some medical emergency. You should be able to pay for college for your kids. Okay. You should but, be able to own your own home. It's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, Seth. You're getting into what to you and me and Kate is going to seem like a rational argument. But there's a rational other side to it. There's, a, there's an Ayn Rand libertarian argument. You should take care of yourself, blah, 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 which, which we'll say is stupid, but that's some people have arguments. Some very successful people have that argument. And there's a very good argument against Obamacare the way it's set up. It gives money right back to the insurance companies. Right. So I understand that. My issue right now is these idiots who are going to go buy pizza on Friday to support a place that treats its employees like crap. Like, yeah. I don't understand that. Like, at least with the Chick-fil-A day... I completely disagreed with that, too, but at least I understood that better because there was religious hatred behind it. You know, it was like, okay, I can, I, can, I can see that. It's stupid. It's bigoted. But, you know, you think that these people will bring about the downfall of humanity. So that, okay. Yeah, at least there's, there's a, their own <laughs> least, twisted logical reasoning yeah, behind it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's terrible, bigoted logage, but logic. But, I, but these people's like, this place treats its employees bad. They should have a right to do it. Yeah, it's like, wait, it's like what? And here's the best thing: the guy who started it said, "We're also encouraging people to buy a pizza and go give it to someone who's maybe unemployed or having trouble financially." It's like <laughs> I have a better idea: give them, give your, give your employees health care. <laughs> so that when they're done, they're done eating your pizza after 30 years, they can afford the heart transplant that they're going to need. <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm sorry. I got something that just makes me. I, I mean, have you guys been hearing about this at all? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I've been hearing yeah. about some of it. Yeah, oh, Papa John's it, appreciation. Yeah, I tell you, I, I I don't hate Papa John's pizza. It's never my go-to. It's never the pizzeria. I think there's two or three local pizzerias here that either if I want to go sit down somewhere, I'll, I'll go to some of the really nice places that are here or there's a couple you know mom and pop places that are really really good here in phoenix so i think the one that makes me upset the most is pizza smut <laughs> just uh every time i eat pizza smut it's just uh it, it's pizza a nice fest i gotta say their wings are way better than you'd expect and that's what i usually get from there. maybe i guess but the idea of getting wings from any kind of pizzeria but they get delivered to you yeah, but that's, you're, that's you keep in mind thing. you're living in a place where Pizza Smut is the only place that will deliver to you. Uh, we have a Papa John's. We just won't go there. <laughs> I don't like pizza. What? What? Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, that's right. Kate doesn't like food. Well, I don't like pizza at all. I don't understand. Well, wait, hold on. Kate, do you still smoke? No, I don't. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, if you smoke, how can you be so healthy? Because everything you eat is. Like- <laughs> Did you go, like, vegetarian or vegan or something? I or? tried. I, I I did it for about a year because my husband's a vegetarian. But, oh, that's uh, right. Okay, yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I, I, I got – I wasn't doing it right. And, uh, you mean eating tired. meat? I was like, <laughs> you're, well, like, no, you're doing it wrong, Kate. <laughs> to, like, if I'm not eating meat, how to get protein and so – Just suck it on the bones. Yeah. Don't, don't eat the meat. Just <laughs> 
so then I decided, you know, but but here at home we really don't eat meat at all. But I, all, I eat, eat with, it out with Thanksgiving coming up, which we should talk about Thanksgiving because yeah. what are you guys gonna do? For Thanksgiving, because I, I have some friends here. It seems like most of my friends are dropping like flies. They're becoming vegan and vegetarian and yeah, yeah. egg vegan or whatever it's called. And 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 pretty soon, everyone I shared Thanksgiving with last year is vegan now. So they're going. They're going to have Thanksgiving, and they're going to go eat vegan foods at some restaurant and pay astronomical prices for it. So, oh, well, we get a tofurkey. Uh, oh. But you can't oh, – they're really good. We get a tofurkey no. that's oh. – <laughs> no. no, 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 you don't know. It, it's different. It's for um, Thanksgiving, so it's stuffed. That doesn't make it different. <laughs> it's stuffed <laughs> with tofu. I don't, like, I don't like stuffing. Is we decorate it and we make it look like a turkey. <laughs> if you go on my Facebook page, you'll see. It's a tur- great. A turkey would have a sad face on it. Just – no, it's like a neutral expression. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happy or sad about what's being done to it. It's just a I'm on your Facebook page now. I don't see it. So we were going to take some questions, right? We got some questions lined up. Yeah. All right. Kristen, who's asked us questions before, she asked, if you could push a button and kill anyone in the world, <laughs> who would it be? You know, like the easy answer is gone because Osama bin Laden's already dead. So how very patriotic that well, I mean, yeah, but that's true. I mean, you could say that and just be out of the discussion. You don't have to worry about it anymore now. I mean, that this takes a lot of thought. Yeah. You um, can't just say I, I do, I, I do the Saddam Hussein. I put, yeah. I put him out with that button and then who's next on the deck of cards. They get, <laughs> they've got the deck of cards, right? Of all them tourists. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who, I don't know what, I don't think people realize, if you've read my articles, like, those guys really don't believe half the stuff they're saying. Really? Yeah. Like, I have stuff pretty much proving, at least, I've done a thing with Glenn Beck. I should do it with Rush Limbaugh, where it pretty much shows, like, he's even said in interviews, he's like, I don't care about politics. I'm I'm just an entertainer. Like, he pretty much says that. And then some stuff is anecdotal. Like, for instance, I know someone who I trust, and she knows the girl that Rush Limbaugh's handlers got his, got for him as a prostitute when he was down here in Charleston. What? So, yeah. These guys aren't, you know, Rush Limbaugh made that statement that anyone who ever abuses drugs should be thrown in jail and the key thrown away. And then he gets caught for prescription drug abuse later. I mean, he's a, it's a character. They don't actually mean the stuff. Like, like Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh, those are characters. They aren't really who they are. So Yeah, but uh, there's there's some nugget of truth though to what they're saying it's it's not like they're taking the opposite stance of what they're oh no i think i think they're i think their basic viewpoints stick with it but i I think they they i mean that's the thing is they're not on the air just to make rational arguments that's that's boring yeah you know they're they're on the air to go crazy so if the if this red button to kill somebody is like government controlled and government sponsored and it's government money then maybe Rush Limbaugh being, being killed off would be maybe somewhat ironic. No, no. You see, I, th- I feel like you'd be killing off like a morning DJ, you know, if you killed off Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> or, and plus, you have to understand, like, people like Glenn Beck and Rush Limbaugh actually do more harm to the right-wing movement than Yeah, that's, that's like, totally true. Yeah. Um, Michael Moore do, has, yeah. Mike, yeah, Michael Moore has moved into that territory for the left-wing. A lot of these guys who are extremists who just, yeah, so... 
Do you guys have any answer for that? Kristen, first of all, you need to get some professional help. I know. This, you try to, you try really to get sad. us to all, all admit that we want to be accomplices to murder. Yeah. yeah. I just, because I'm going to feel bad if I say this and then, like, someone dies, you know, so I can't. <laughs> well, there's always, like, if you have uh, douchey roommates or if you have. You don't want to kill them. Yeah, I don't want to kill them. It's not so much that I would want to kill them, but I would not be offended if they were not alive anymore. Wow. Is that wrong? Wow, Seth. Yes, that's a little bit wrong. Wait, who are you talking about? Your roommate? (laughs) This is like hypothetical situation. No, it's not. We've moved into some real territory. (laughs) (laughs) There's people that you just, you know, don't want to be around anymore. I don't know. Great question. Let's. Uh... <laughs> well, wait, well, what about Mark Emmert headed? The... No, you see, even him, Mark Emmert headed the NCAA. I hate that guy, but I don't want him to be killed. Yeah, he hasn't. I mean, he hasn't done anything physically to wish ill will on somebody else. It's well, Enos Cantor, but I mean, yeah, well, he's okay, making okay. millions in the NBA now, so it doesn't matter. It's... Yeah, sorry, Kristen, we're we're not bad people, so we can't answer that question. But you sleep, <laughs> you sleep well at night, Kristen. I'm yeah. sure you have. Yeah. I feel like Kristen, there's yeah. an answer that Kristen wants to hear. Like, she's looking for us to justify some hatred she Kristen, has towards, like, some ex-boyfriend. What, whatever <laughs> girl you hate right now, that's that's who we'll say. Whatever girl or, or guy you hate the most right now, that's uh, that'll be our answer. <laughs> the girl who put gum in your locker, or... Gum you know, in your locker. The guy who said no to your homecoming proposal, you asked out to go to the... The ice cream social, whatever the kids are calling it nowadays. <laughs> We're not in the 50s. All right. Um, Ariana uh, asked a question. If, if, Hi, you ever wanted, if you ever wanted to be a dinosaur, God, yes. <laughs> I desperately yeah. wanted to be a dinosaur when I was a kid. I knew like every dinosaur in existence. I, oh, I wanted to be a dinosaur so bad. I saw myself as a velociraptor or a baby Tyrannosaurus rex. I never really distinguished Yes, yeah. I, I'm I'm the passive, massive kind. So like the the giant Stegosaurus or Brontosaurus. Yeah, Brontosaurus. Just, I mind my own business. You know, I eat the leaves off the top of the tree because they're the best and tastiest. Hey, Those by guys the way, are the cutest too. How do you know? You've never seen them. They could be bloodthirsty, demon possessed creatures. Well, you've seen Jurassic Brontosaurus. Park. He, no, my, he so. he's nice. By the way, Kate, I don't know if you know this, but I got a new dog. Really. He reminds me of a brontosaurus. His name is Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin. I actually, what kind of dog is it? Let me, let me let me cover his ears when I say this. I actually didn't want to get him. Okay, no. But um, <laughs> but his old family was like terrible. They kept him in a crate twenty four hours a day, and they hit him. They hit him a lot and stuff. And so like he got here and he was all freaked out. But like now that he's here and he knows we're not going to hit him, he's like the sweetest, cutest boy ever. He loves his daddy too. I think he knew I didn't. I have a couple of years again. I think he knew I didn't want him at first because he won't leave me. Like he just while I'm podcasting, he just sits here and hangs out with me, follows what me. Is- I can't even take a dump by myself anymore. <laughs> yeah. What kind good. of dog is it? He's a big. He's a big old chocolate lab. Is he on your Facebook? Uh, that's Winston. No, that's that's Winston. But he. Uh, oh, yeah, I just didn't know if you posted a no, new but, picture. Um, if you go to my wife's Facebook page from from mine and and click on oh, the cover photo, yeah, that's, I see that's him. me and him. That's me and him watching some Monday Night Football. Oh, he's a big boy. 
I and love him. He is crazy though. Like tonight we played chase and I was telling yeah. Seth, the poor guy, you know, he found a squeaky ball. And so he was trying to get me to chase him with it. And we ran around the house. I ran so much that I had diarrhea. Um, and of course, is it possible? I had, oh, oh gosh, yes, because I ate Zaxby's today. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, all so, you runners out there. I, this I is... ate Zaxby's and then ran around the kitchen a lot, and so it came out really bad. And then Winston, oh, I keep on Winston because he looks like Winston. And then Benjamin, of course, followed me in, helped me have diarrhea there. And then uh, Lucy took the ball and hit it, so we don't know where the ball is now. <laughs> So. <laughs> little, Benji, little big old Benji Soros, yes he is. But back to your Cute. question, yes, I've I've wanted now. Unlike Seth and Kate, I wanted to be an awesome dinosaur. <laughs> hey, hey, it, it doesn't matter what dinosaur you are. If I can crush you underneath my uh, massive body, but, but did you guys really want to be a dinosaur? You just like, I mean, I really like. I would walk around my backyard as a dinosaur. I didn't I mean, really want to be a to dinosaur. No. I just thought they were awesome. You see, you guys, no, you guys are pretenders. I, I really, no. I took the method all the way. Like, I would stalk around in my backyard as a dinosaur. That explains a lot. Yes. <laughs> you, you know what? Not a shame. I'm not a shame. Uh, not a shame. All right. Uh, Dana asks, "Is how serious is the zombie threat in years to come? And uh, what do you think of The Walking Dead? I think when we talked about this earlier, we chastised Kate. Kate, have you started watching The Walking Dead yet? Kate? I think Kate just dropped. Oh. Kate. Something is wrong with Kate's connection. Hey, Winston, stop licking your balls. Call him Winston. He looks so much like him. It's crazy. Except it's queer because he's so much more active than Winston was. Like, he wrestles and fights and stuff. Yeah. He's run up and down the stairs like five times in the last half hour. Winston was lucky if he did that once in a week. <laughs> so, the other thing he does that's adorable is he just will put his paw on me and look at me until I pet him sometimes. Like, Daddy? 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 You gonna put your paw on me? Your paw? Yes, you're a good boy. You're such a good boy. Yes. You're a good boy. I can hear him panting. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa! I, you are not a lap dog. Holy crap. <laughs> Pet me. Pet me in my special place. Trying to get hey. in the lap. Hey. Hey. I don't know what happened. You just dropped all of a sudden. Yeah. I. It was right after I said, Nick, you were like, you don't, you don't really want to be a dinosaur. And I was like, no. And then you were like, well, you don't really care about dinosaurs and I was like yes I do and then there was like complete silence <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that I had like <laughs> we kicked you off the podcast <laughs> overstepped my bounds or something <laughs> you have you have you have affronted the dinosaur public one too many times Kate I know <laughs> that's around we talk about dinosaurs we're real all right so Dana asks um, how serious is the zombie threat in years to come and what do you think of The Walking Dead? I think we talked about this 4K. Have you started watching The Walking Dead yet? No, I told you I, I watched the first... Oh, we... actually, that night, I, I told you I watched the first scene of the first episode, and I was like, huh. Oh. But then that night I said that to you, and you were like, no, it's good. So I went back, and I watched the complete first episode. And it was all right. I think I just... It's just not... Something about it. I'm not in... I didn't watch the second episode. You know what I mean? Like... 
Something about it was good though. It, something know. about awesome television. Yeah, something talking. about people having real interactions with each other and yeah. forced to make choices. It's yeah. it's not a show for people who only wished they could pretend to be dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's for people it. that actually did pretend to be dinosaurs. Yeah, Z- zombie triceratops stay out. Oh you, gosh, can you imagine that undead dinosaurs? That would be awesome. Yeah, oh. I think that's gonna be like in season seven when they run out of ideas. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> they start throwing things out. It's like, they've killed off everyone they possibly can, and so they they come like that. That's like the if Jesus comes back on dinosaurs, you know, if the apocalypse actually happens, and then yeah. there's gonna be zombie zombie Jesus and zombie dinosaurs, <laughs> and oh. then the creationists will be proven right <laughs> somehow. Um, the other thing is how serious we talk about how serious is the zombie threat in years to come, Dana. I don't think the zombie threat is real. Like biologically, I don't think it's possible for the dead to reanimate. That doesn't make sense. There's no, there's not a lot of precedent for it. Maybe on a microscopic level, but not a whole body. What I do think is possible is if you've seen Twenty Eight Days Later, a rage virus that would make people go insane and Sounds mass like something amounts. you can contract at some nightclub. Yeah, at a rave. <laughs> That, I think, is more than possible. That could happen. If you watch 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later, those two scenarios are very possible and scare the hell out of me. Yeah, I think biologically, we're the way viruses and bacteria are evolving now, like with antibiotics are becoming slow, are slowly becoming less and less effective and viruses are mutating and getting progressively worse. I don't think it's a far-fetched idea that it could happen, but I, I think our progression with technology will eventually keep pace with everything. Yeah. yeah. All right. But, yeah, was, yeah, I think that's what we're looking at. Okay. Um, this is a question. Remember, uh, Matt asked He's a fellow writer with me at uh, Bleacher Report. We write together. And Matt asks, Early Tunisian princes could only marry after capturing a fully grown waterfowl. What kind of psychology do you think went into creating such an interesting tradition? They love chicken in Africa? <laughs> no, here, well, here's the thing. I think it's not... Have you guys ever, and I think I mentioned this the first time we tried to talk about it, have you guys ever tried to catch a duck? Yeah, well, it's, it's a yeah. lot like the, you know, the scene in Rocky where Mickey puts down this chicken, and it's in this enclosed fenced yard, and Rocky has to chase the chicken around. He's like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and then finally, you know, in a nice 80s montage of music with motivational uh, workout music, he's able Live to finally to catch win. it. <laughs> <laughs> so if, I think if, if I have the tiger were playing in the background, I could probably do it, but not not normally, no. It's it's uh, I mean it's really hard to do. I don't think it, I think it was a, a test of humility and manhood because on one hand you're chasing a, a, a bird. So why 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 would you just whip your penis out if you wanted a test of manhood and humility? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I, I think I think this was this was just done. I mean, if you can catch the waterfowl, you prove your persistence, your ability to humble yourself while still. Um, I don't know, I'm putting way too much thought to this Or quest. maybe it's some kind of weird spirit quest. Like, yeah, you send the, the the boy must grow to be a warrior, and then you send him off and he has to slay this giant zombie stegosaurus or something and bring its uh, carcass back for to the village. But, yeah, I, you're right. There is something about proving your manhood to the tribe and all that. Yeah. I don't know, I, I wonder, do you, do you think, I don't know, should there be some sort of, 
Like, I don't know, man. People just get married or start having children. Like, you, like, for instance, to, to adopt. Like, you have to go through. Have you ever talked to someone who's tried to adopt? It's, like, really yeah. hard. But you, anyone could just go have a kid. Shouldn't. There's, and I always like there should be a test. Well, I mean, maybe not. You know, there should at least be a a, a, a challenge, a feat yeah. of strength that you have to complete. <laughs> you know, to prove so, you can adopt this child, you must well, no, to prove capture you can, the you waterfall. Can create children. Create you know, children. Like, yeah, there should yeah. be something there. Not just that you. Not that just you can forget to buy condoms. You know, <laughs> I'm a father now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I think there should be a feat of strength, something. I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree with me. Oh, Kate's pouring wine. I hear it. <laughs> gotta <laughs> get through. Gotta get through another I was trying podcast. to be so quiet. <laughs> I can't Sorry. wipe the speakers anymore, so you gotta <laughs> get more wine. Yeah, and then Jack asked this one too. He said, "Uh." What are some comic series that he should read? I think we talked about this before. He's already reading Walking Dead. Jack, you're you're good to go. You, you, you don't need Kate. anything. Else. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I bet Jack, when he was a kid, walked around pretending he was a dinosaur. <laughs> I bet he did. I'll ask him. I'll ask him. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee. I don't it. give a shit what the dinosaurs do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, by the way, have you heard about my how Seth had to had to keep me from from quitting ramblingbeachcat.com? Yeah, you told me a little bit about that. So what happened? You, you, you could have just listened to the podcast about it. But I know you don't do that. I'm so behind now. I have to catch up. It's going to take me like three weeks. <laughs> Of of li- ten minute intervals of listening and then drinking <laughs> and then <laughs> there's like this this group of moderators that doesn't want me to website even though it makes up like a very small fraction because they they don't think anyone should ever post their own work oh yeah and like they think it's spamming I'm like even though it makes up like six percent of my per- of my submissions like yes because you're trying to promote yourself oh. And so what are you the, supposed to post? Yeah, I, well, I, I post stuff from all over, and one and, yeah. and like they all say, we don't care how much you post from other places. We still consider you a spammer. Yeah, even if you're under the the set limit of like ten percent of your posts. Like, yeah, Reddit ha- Reddit has a basic guideline. They say it's okay to submit your own material, but a general rule is it should be ten percent or less of your submissions. How about like five percent, five or six? The fact that but, you yeah. know that no. means you're a spammer, Nick. Yeah, and here's the other thing. I'm I'm completely open about it. I say, you know, I post my work, and you know, they and like they try, they they're like they actively, and it's just a group of four or five that actively don't want me to do it. What is Reddit exactly? Oh <laughs> like, God! <laughs> well, you know, I I don't use it, and. You make it sound like it's some kind of prescription medication or birth control or something. No, I just, I'm confused. Is it like, is it divided into groups? Categories, yeah, there's tons of categories. So this group is keeping you out. Well, not not really. See, that's the thing. It's divided, like, you can find subreddits. Like, I'd be curious, you'd probably have students that are on this, like, subreddits just for different types of art or artists. Uh, there's subreddits for different towns, subreddits for different types of news, countries, even cities, counties, hobbies, activities, everything. And, um, you know, I posted a lot of different subreddits, and my 
post. I mean, I post lots of stuff, and the stuff from my website, you know, has done really well. But there's just a and these moderators are volunteers, and what some people do is they they want like internet power, so they go around just like volunteering to moderate all these different subreddits, so they feel like they have a lot of power. Wow. And you'll notice like people who do this like they don't create anything, they don't do it like all they are are just moderators and. You know, they're not paid for this, and they're just like, we we don't think you should be able to post your own stuff. And I'm wow. like, well, Reddit says you can't. They're like, well, we say you can't. It's like, well, okay. You got modded. And, like, serious, it's gotten to a point where I've had other moderators have to step in and tell them, uh, you guys need to back off. He's not doing anything wrong. Yeah. But, like, they're that dead set on it. So that's that's what's become the Neckbeard Academy, Kate. Neckbeard? Yeah, these these guys who have have large neck beards and oh. <laughs> wearing turtlenecks sitting at their computer in their parents' basement just moderating all these different subreddits. Like, okay, I'll give you an example. Um, we're we're kind of rehashing some of the stuff. There's a, a subreddit, I, used to, I still post to it a little bit, called Not the Onion, and it's for news stories that sound like they'd come from the onion, like satire stuff, but they're actually real. Yeah, And uh, I would post to it, and I mean, I was like one of the best posters there. And not just my website. Like, I posted to it all, to the point that I actually would have people message me, and they'd be like, where do you find all this stuff? I'm like, I'm obsessive-compulsive about internet stories. <laughs> That's how, you know, because I'm always having to look for stuff to write about. And so, uh, and you know, have, most of the stuff I find I don't write about, but I can at least share it after reading it. This subreddit started off with like less than a thousand subscribers, and then in the last year it got to forty thousand. And so it only had one moderator, and like he couldn't handle everything. So he said, "I need moderators." And this guy volunteers to do it, who's never posted on it. He's like, "I'll do it. I'll help." <laughs> and then like he goes after me. He's like, "I don't care what the rules are. You're a spammer." And he like you know banned me from it, and was like you know you know you shouldn't even be on here. He goes, you're just mad now because you don't get any money from page views. I was like, uh, I'm lucky if my website makes twenty bucks a month. He goes, I didn't ask you for specifics. <laughs> I don't I don't care. You know I don't care if you follow the rules. You're still a spammer. And you know I'm sitting there talking to them, and I'm like, well I hope you can see why I'm a little bit angry. I've been on this place much longer than you have. Never had an issue with my website being posted, and now he goes, well, I guess you're going to have to get used to it. Things change. And then the main guy who started it came back in and he goes, guys, I'm looking over his history. He's not spamming, so just back off. And he yeah. got angry. He got angry and logged out. Wow. It's like, really? It's like, why are you that focused? Yeah. yeah He's got so. your number, man. He just wants power. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Sith Lord. He he's a, he's like a, Sith a Sith apprentice. Lord. He's a Sith apprentice. He he create. There's you know. There's always two. There's one who has the power, and the other to crave it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm obsessed with Reddit. <laughs> You've already it's, got a problem with Reddit. Yeah, it's 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 really good. I mean, it's a good site if you go to it. You can find stuff on just about anything you could want. But I mean, that's surprise. You have to deal with a lot of neckbeards, you know, because that's the thing is is you get volunteers who. Uh, these all these people who volunteer they're not getting paid so you have to when does it change from being altruistic to i want to feel authority because my life sucks i don't understand like oh wow i just found a cat dancing gif that i like um (laughs) are you on reddit because that's yeah yeah. that stuff's on there a Um, lot yeah i don't understand it's strange it's like this it's the internet, and it's you know everyone sharing, and yeah, it's so it's like policed yeah, by I, 
it's, it's weird. Very, <laughs> very strange. And like people bring that up. It's like, I thought Reddit was supposed to be all about free speech. Like it is. Yeah. We don't want people to abuse the system. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> and I understand what they're saying. Like, cause there are, and like, I have a friend who's a moderator who, who basically he, he makes it his goal to catch spam. And like, I thought that was kind of stupid at first, but like, I saw what he does. Like he catches so much spam, like real spam, like free penis pills and free right. real estate advice. It's, I mean, and catches it and reports it and gets it cleaned off the site because he really likes Reddit. But he doesn't go after people who are just trying. You know, like like if you look at what I do, like it, it's not it's not hard to see that it's not spam. Yeah, but these and, and here's the thing: I'm perfectly. I don't try to hide the fact that I'm posting my own website. I try to be up. In fact, I'll tell moderators I'm like this is my own website, but I post plenty of other. But there's just some that are like, nope. I don't like that. Yeah. And and, and and almost every case, they have said a variation of, I don't care if you follow the rules. I still think that what you're doing is wrong. Well, yeah. Let's get this back on track. We'll get some more questions here. Oh, that's that's it. That's all I'm we have. Here. Well, I, I, have a, I have a question for my, we were talking about neckbeards, and uh, my other Greek friend, Nick, actually, uh, sent no, me this no, question. No, there is no other Greek friend named Nick. I, 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 that's why I said the other Greek friend, I, not the Greek the friend, lesser, Nick. You, you say the lesser? That... <laughs> Nick Nick the lesser? <laughs> yes, yes. No, this is a, a, a Nick who worked, worked at the uh, cigar shop with me. He asked me, when was the last time you got into a fight? Ooh. Oh. And that's a hard question for me because I am such a, I, I don't want to say passive person, but... I take after all the men in my family. We're very reserved. We're very stoic. We're very calm under pressure. We don't submit to our baser instincts. Our baser, yeah, our, our our inner emotions in an outward fashion. We're very much like the Jedi Knights. Uh, so I I have never been in a fist fight. What? I have never been in a fist fight. Oh, we're fixing that next time you come down here. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have ourselves a little fight club. You've never been in a fist fight before. <laughs> No. Oh, man. Kate, have you ever been in a physical fight? No, never. What? Neither one of you? No. I'm the rogue in this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never had to beat somebody up, or I've stopped a, a couple fights from happening in in high school. Like It was funny, because we were outside the... We were in the band room, and of course, yeah, that's where high school. <laughs> already, already, the story's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because that's where that's where all the cool kids go to hang out after class or whenever they don't have anything else going on at school. You go and hibernate in the band room with all your friends. Yeah, but two these two random guys just decided they wanted to. They got in some argument, probably over a girl or something that they both were interested in, and one of them you could tell had had like a six-week training course in karate. So he was, like, in karate stances. And the other guy was just this <laughs> complete jock who, <laughs> euphonium player, who's just, you know, all about you know, your, your your typical uh, high school jock. And so they started, like, pushing each other, and then it spilled out into the this back alleyway out back of the band room. And everyone was like, fight, 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 fight. And, of course, I, I was the one you know, being the senior and one of the section leaders. It was... Like, oh, great. So it's my job to, like, break this up. So I go up to the the guy who's in his karate stance, and I just put him in a full Nelson. I, like, reached up behind his back and put my put my uh, hands, like, under under his arms and over his neck and then just drug him, like, about 
20 yards away. He's like, all right, I think we're done here. Nice. Like, nice. So that's as close to a, a physical confrontation that I ever got. Yeah, you want to know, this isn't a fight necessarily, but there has only been one time that I, act, I actually physically, like, hurt a student. And it wasn't on purpose, but it was awesome. Is I was on bus duty after school. This is like my <laughs> first or second bus year teaching, and uh, you know, yeah, that's just said duty. But I'm on bus duty, and uh, I'm out there, and this one girl steals another girl's headphones. Now it wasn't like a malicious, like she stole them. They were friends. She's like, "Hey, get those back!" And they start running around. Now keep in mind, they are running around a bus parking lot when buses are moving. Nice. Okay, let Darwin now, take his course. This, yeah, here's the thing. There's two reactions. <laughs> There's the teachers that decide they're going to be heroes and also run out to the moving buses. And then there's me who thinks this is what Darwin was talking about. <laughs> this is, now, I'm not completely harmless. I'm so yelling, Galapagos like, turtles all over again. Yeah, I'm like, stop, <laughs> get back in here. And they're running. So I see one of them running towards me. Now, I, I'm like, she doesn't know that she's running towards me. And I'm like, okay. Because she turned around yelling at her friend, running full speed. And I'm like, I've got to stop this. So I don't know. I put out my left arm and I say, I very loudly yell four times, stop, stop, stop. And on the fourth <laughs> one, she hits my arm and I totally just clothesline her. She goes completely up in the air on 180 and falls back down. <laughs> 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 and like all the kids, were like oh, <laughs> and I was like, and the thing is, she's like, why'd you do? It? I said, I didn't do anything. I just put my arm out. I said, you're the one acting like an idiot. You also have to say acting like. Can't call them an idiot. Say acting like an idiot. That keeps you out of trouble. You're the one acting like an idiot, running around a bus parking lot. You ran into my arm. Now get up and get back on the sidewalk. <laughs> and that was <laughs> usually that was an arm bar. That'll get you. A, that'll get you a 15 yard penalty. Yeah, that was a that was a good day. <laughs> I mean, because I didn't mean to to hurt the kid, and I didn't mean to. But when it happened, it was like that was kind of awesome because it stopped everything dead in its tracks. It's like, oh, <laughs> like you heard all the kids just go, oh, all bus drivers honking. <laughs> just, yeah. Start honking like, yeah. <laughs> nice. I can't believe Kate, you've never gotten into a, like a chick fight or something. No. I mean, I've gotten into arguments with... You never pulled someone's weave? No. Oh. <laughs> never. No. Never. Man, chip bites are scary. Sometimes yeah. they are, yeah. Hold my yeah. purse! Well, no. Like, like, guys, when they, like... Like, as someone who's had to break... Now, here's the thing. I mean, that's the one time. Otherwise, you know, like you said, I've had to break up fights before. And guys, like, they fight with, like, a lot of slapping. Like, when they get angry, they just start flailing, like middle school guys, they just start flailing their arms. But man, when girls fight, it's real. Like, when <laughs> guys true. fight, you can tell they're, they're both scared to fight. Yeah. Even when they're angry, they're both scared. But, like, when girls fight, oh, man. Like, I mean, it's that is the one I don't want to get them. I don't care. Two guys fight, it's, like, laughable to watch. But when two girls fight, oh, I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah, you can tell, like, when guys fight, they're thinking about, all right, how would this go in the movies? Like, how would I matrix yeah. this? Or how, you know, what kind of 
awesome roundhouse kick via Chuck Norris. Am I going to lay on this guy? Yeah, girls are just like, after they remove all of their jewelry and after they pull out the you know, the pins in their hair and have somebody hold their purse, then it's just, <laughs> you know, it's like who has the longest nails will prevail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when girls fight, that's a, that's scary. I don't even want to get in the middle. I just can't believe neither one of you have been in a physical altercation before. No. Like, I remember we had a neighborhood bully who would be, and I, I remember he beat me up a few times, I beat him up a few times. And, I mean, it wasn't just me. I mean, he would fight with a lot of people. I had to deal with him. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah, I guess some people have been beaten up, and some people, I've never been beaten up either. The Beautiful People's Club. It's hard to get beaten up, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was in seventh grade, and I I did sports all like I did soccer and baseball and football in high school and everything. But I remember in gym class in, in seventh grade, you know they would migrate you every couple of weeks to all right, let's check this new sport out, and then you go into this like random you know, gym room, and all oh, there's wrestling mats all over the floor. Well, naturally, everyone wants to see the two biggest guys in the class start wrestling. So, and this is this is me in my nerdy phase. Like, I have these aviator-style glasses. I've got braces. And I'm just the nerdiest white guy you can imagine. And, and we're all dressed in our black shorts and gray shirts. And so, of course, I had to go up against this 350-pound gorilla named Odie. That <laughs> just... <laughs> and it was like there was build-up to this, too. So we knew that, that this match was going to happen over the course, sometime over the course of the week. So I, I went home as soon as I found out about uh, that I was going to have to wrestle Odie. I went to my dad. I was like, Dad, you used to wrestle uh, in high school and college, right? He's like, yeah, yeah. Can you show me a few moves? So I learned what, like, a half Nelson was. And I learned how to, like, actually, like, put up you know, a decent guard position. And so by the time I got in to this match with Odie, I schooled him. Like I pinned him, and I was, and he had at least, I think, sixty or seventy pounds on me, and like all the all the guys were wow. just like cheering, and it was kind of it was weird because it was just this sweaty brick room in the gym. Just, I was like surprised. <laughs> I was I was surprised at myself that I I had that in me. It's cool. But yeah, I've never been in an actual. I want you now, Seth. I'm I'm attracted to you now. We're gonna wrestle. When we're gonna <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna introduce you, you to Mister Nelson. Will you count what we do to Joe's fighting? Because, I mean, that's like, we beat the crap out of Joe every time. <laughs> or, sorry, we beat the crap out of Joe yeah, every, <laughs> every time that, uh, that we come down here. I mean, the poor guy gets the crap beat up. I don't think we consider it fighting because we're having so much fun, but yeah. Joe probably considers it like a physical assault. Oh, yeah. Every time I come to visit, he's worried. He's He's wondering what's going to happen to him. And I think he just comes to terms with it and accepts it. I like the fact he's developed Stockholm syndrome, though. Like he, he's like, "Oh, hey, Seth's coming, cool." And I'm like, "You know, you're gonna get the crap beaten out of you." He's like, "Oh, oh, yeah." <laughs> and, then, and every time he sees me, there's that. The first time he sees me when I come to visit, there's that awkward. He like looks at me and he goes, "Hi, Sethy Poo." I was like, "Oh, you're just asking for it." <laughs> oh. That is the the best time. The best one was the last time I came to visit. The last time I got him because we we went we drove to his apartment and yeah. knock on the door and Joe goes, 
hello? It just he cracks the door just a little bit, and I just slammed it open. It was like <laughs> something off an FBI. I'm like that's just like press open the door and like like throws Joe against the couch. I was like I pushed him down the hall. I just pushed him down onto the couch. He's like no no. It's like just this is gonna happen. Joe should just come to terms with it. And so I just like the the position like I get his leg in the air. Yeah, he just lays there. It's awesome. Pretty terrible, terrible thing for the rest of us. When it's time for leaving, I hope you'll understand that I was born a gambler down in Georgia. You guys sound deep. Tonight. Oh, <laughs> please, well, we, please we were, tell me you're recording. We were please just commenting. <laughs>